All right. You there, buddy? Very connected. All right. Awesome. <clears throat> All right. So it took us a minute to get this together, but we finally figured it out. Uh, we're here with uh, Chef Dugan Church, and he is actually um, an ex-co-worker and a buddy of mine um, from the formidable German food cooking years. Uh, and uh, he's going to talk to us today about... Um, a family recipe and, and a story that um, is comfort food uh, for him and and uh, connects him to his family. So now that it took us a little bit of time to get connected, uh, thanks for coming on the uh, podcast. Awesome to have you here, man. Yeah, I'm glad we could uh, make it happen. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit more. Uh, it was a little bit more um, involved than I had thought, but we got it. Um, so anyway, it's awesome to be talking to you, man. And I'm so excited that I got to get you on here. Um, David and I go back. Um, we had some really great, uh, cooking moments together when we both worked in Cedar Springs at the, um, Cedar Springs Brewing Company. We did some wild stuff. We had some great times. And I think we even did like a $20,000 day together, didn't we? A couple of them, I think. So... <laughs> Yeah, you know, and that stuff, you bond when you go through that, so. Oh, yeah, yeah tri trial through connected. fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so so let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about uh, what you uh, what you brought to tell us today, uh, what dish it is that, that makes you feel connected to, to the home base. Yeah, I mean, growing up from a similar area that you did, you know, it's kind of, you see the same kind of home style meals and family from the same backgrounds and stuff. So yeah, mine's right. not too far off. Uh, <laughs> you know. we're, talk we're talking about that, that rural white kid food, right? <laughs> That's American cuisine at its finest. Yeah. 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 I did mine last week and it was tater tot casserole. And, you know, yeah, that was a great <laughs> episode. Great. The mean tater tot. <laughs> yep, it's the same. You know, that was one of them that we had too. Anyway, go ahead. So, what is this? What is this amazing church family? Yeah, drum roll, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ding, ding, ding. Goulash. That's oh, it. Just goulash. Dude. You know, I said goulash on the West Coast, and people are like, what? <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the cool thing about goulash is, you know, it's like a Hungarian dish from the 19th century and it's changed every region it's gone through as it's like spread through the world, you know? Sure. And like in America, you know, it's the like seasoned beef, macaroni, pasta, and then like whatever tomato product you have laying yeah. around, you know? Tomato puree, peeled tomatoes, whatever you got. And it went from, you know, traditionally it's more of like a soup or stew. And sure. but like here, it's kind of like an unbaked casserole, you know? Yeah. But yeah. that was it's the like, thing is like. Weird cousin. Yeah. <laughs> My mom would always do the kind of the, you know, empty the pantry thing and throw it all in a pot. And, you know, it totally end up being like a, like, yeah, dry pasta, <laughs> unbaked pasta bake, basically, you know? 
And you have little kids sitting there going, man, when I grow up, I'm never going to eat dry goulash again. <laughs> but that's that's the funny thing is, like, now I love it. And I'll be like, Mom, when you making goulash? And, sure. But, you know, it was like listening to your story, it brought me back to that. That was what made me really think of goulash. It was like, I remember those days being a kid and, you know, being, telling your brother, like, oh, yeah, mom's got goulash on. And you just kind of right. like, you know, it's going to be there. Right. Yep. And you're excited about it because you know you're going to be able to eat it for like the next six days. Yeah. Yeah. At least two. Goulash every day until Tuesday now. Yeah. No. And like, you know, my mom's, you know, and everyone's a little different. My mom would always do like tomato paste and mushrooms. Yeah. So I'd always kind of have like this sweet, savory thing going on. And I always remember sure. I put lots of pepper because I didn't like hot sauce as a kid, really. You know, interesting. that's an interesting story for you to tell now. Yeah. Oh, and wrote and she do uh, like <laughs> rotini pasta, I think, instead of oh, the, yeah. the big, the swirls, right? Tight yeah, swirls. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, it was funny because I used to call those the tight curls and then um, Cavatappi was loose curls. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Well, and I had to look it up. I was like, I think that's what pasta it was. I couldn't even really. Rotini. Yeah. yeah, no, no, and, yeah. and it's simplistic. And like, even if you and again, this is the same thing for you. I mean, I've cooked next to you. I know who you are. I know what flavor profiles you just love to throw together. I mean, there's absolutely no question that you and I both could probably improve on our mom's dish, but the, <laughs> the nostalgia isn't yes. the same. Yeah, that's exactly it. You it's know? like, shoot, it might even be cooked in the same pot, you know? Like, jeez. <laughs> me when I moved into my apartment? I don't, I don't remember. Like... <laughs> No, that's cool, man. And I think that, like, uh, it's going to be interesting regionally talking to – because, you know, I got a couple of you guys from Michigan. We're going to have – Sean's going to be on um, in a week or two here. Cool, cool. I have a buddy of mine is actually running um, that new restaurant um, that is up in Cedar Springs, kind of like okay. Jason, whatever, the Red – what is it, the Red Bird? Yeah, I think so. Red something, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my buddy Ed Fields that I grew up with is the chef at that place. Oh, so okay. Said, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, we're going to have those guys on. And I kind of got like a, a little crew of Midwest guys. But then I also have um, some chefs that I've done work with out here and a couple on the East Coast that I knew when I was in, um, you know, South Carolina and Florida. So it's going to be interesting to see how these um, home, home style meals and comfort food conversations where they go and how they change regionally. Because just like you said, you know, um, your mom put goulash or put uh, put mushrooms in goulash. My mom never put mushrooms in goulash, but she always put um, onions and green pepper and red pepper. Yeah, yeah. So, it's just like all, it, you know, it's the same thing. She used tomato paste and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, same probably. Probably the truth is, man, is that they went to the cupboard and they're like, this is what yeah. I got. yeah. Chef the prize. Exactly. Houseful of kids, you know. But yeah. the thing too, I think you're onto something like talking about comfort food and reliving those memories. It's like honestly, um when I was or I've seen great success, I guess, in comfort food dishes in commercial kitchens. Um sure. like yeah, comfort food and, and street food. Exactly. 
honestly sold best when I was working downtown Grand Rapids. Sure. So, I mean, it's weird. You put on a meatloaf and you sell out. And then you put your heart and soul into some, you know, creative dish that took you how long to take, you know, and you sell two. It's got a blanc. It's, you know, yeah. yeah. Shoot for the moon and you sell two. So, but, you know, I mean, that it goes to show. We've seen that. Yep, because I think that there, well, there's more, it's more with the comfort food, with me wanting to do a podcast right now and talk to chefs and home cooks and, you know, pretty much anybody, different people that do different things. But the reason for this is, is that I think currently in this world, in this crazy, crazy world we have right now, where everything is just really kind of going in a negative way. We got a pandemic going on. People are cutting off aunts, uncles, cousins, the over political yeah. things. Yeah. I think doing a podcast about goulash yeah. and tater tots really breaks us back down to a very human place because one of the places where we can drop that guard and not care about who you're voting for and just hug people and feel great is when we're around our friends and family and we're making those dishes that everybody gets excited about. I don't know what it is about food, but it's a healer. No, it's just, uh, you know, as you were saying that it take, it took me to that. Um, how does that go? Like, you know, family comes together, you come to the dinner table like every night sure. as a family, like that's your time with each other you know to connect and regroup and you know everybody has busy lives and busy day yep well not to mention it's it's that that idea dugan is cross-cultural right it's cross-religion it doesn't matter who you pray to who you're married to what your sexual orientation is who you're voting for what kind of car you drive none of that matters when the seats get pushed into the table Yep, exactly. Everybody yep. has the same exact feeling and nostalgia, no matter what family you're part of or from. You know, and I, you know, it's funny too, is I have memories of, I was lucky I had a couple of really close friends growing up and you get to eat dinner with their families, you know, and yeah, I mean, same. and I have <laughs> some great experiences from that and you get to learn cuisine, but you know, it's, it is, it's the connection with your, your neighbor, your family, your friends. I think that it's a lost art, and I think that as chefs, we understand this. And you're not just a chef either. You're also a musician, so you understand art on a few different levels. And one of the things that um, I think that people really don't understand is that um, when you invite somebody to your dinner table, when somebody is invited, and this is very personal for me, personally as a chef, but when somebody that's that's one of the most intimate things that you can do, not sexual, intimate <laughs> things that you can do with anybody in the world. It's a very intimate and personal thing to be invited to someone's dinner table. Yeah. You know and what I, I mean? don't actually you think, say it, you don't see much of it going on really anymore, you know? It's something to think about too. I think that that's something that we as Americans, because let's be honest, as Americans, we don't have a shit ton of um, cultural things that are really our own. 
they're all kind of filtered from wherever we came from in this world. Yeah, it's our busy, so busy culture and our McDonald's. That's our American culture. Right. <laughs> but if you think about it, a couple of things that we do have is that. I mean, it is kind of an American tradition. I think maybe a global tradition, but for some reason here, it it, it really means the most um, is for us to sit down and eat together. It actually drives me crazy when I go somewhere and I see people that eat their entire dinner in their living room. Right, right. Yep. I mean, you know, to each their own. I'm not judging, but like, I just don't, that's, I will, that will never be, my family sits and eats together. That's important to me. Yeah, even if we end up in the living room, we we usually end up together, so. (laughs) Together. Now, listen, if we're watching a movie, it's Friday night, I ordered a pizza, that's a different game. Monday through Friday, when it's the work week, when it's business as usual, I I make food and I call my family when it's time to eat. The good old, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. connection, connecting. Well, it's important to me, you know, as as a chef and a person, it's important to me. And I think if it were, it should be important to everybody. And I think that you know maybe this world could be in a lot better position, Duke. And, if we just stopped arguing about everything that's negative going on and started inviting people back to barbecue. We should, yeah, we should start a movement. Grill, barbecue, cook for your neighbor. Dinner with your neighbor. Everyone challenge yourself that's to it. dinner with your neighbor. I actually like my neighbors, so I'm in. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky, too. Mine are seasonal, so... So do you know the recipe? I mean, can you can you rattle like a half-ass recipe for this mom's goulash off the top of your head? Uh, no, but I mean, I know she was at this point in her goulash game. She's pretty consistent. So like it will have the mushrooms and like the onion, sometimes pepper. But yeah, like the rotini pasta, that seems to be like her signature, her signature, you know, her secret. Right on. Well, if uh, if you if you talk to mom in the next couple of days and she is willing to let go of that church family secret goulash recipe, let me know and we will uh, toss it up on the main. Yeah, we'll have to follow up. I actually uh, my mom has her last. She plays in a band. Her last gig is tomorrow night. Yep. So we're going to see you tomorrow. Yep. I I, you come from this. kind of amazing musically talented family and for those people out there that are actually listening i actually have uh, followers on this podcast so that's i told you but, it was a great uh, idea i'm excited to see where it goes this is gonna be cool yeah for for your listeners out there dugan is actually a disgustingly sick musician he's the drummer for charles charles uh rogers yeah, yeah you had her you had her um I'm blushing. They are uh, a phenomenal band. Musically gifted. If you guys get a chance in the uh, Grand Rapids area, if they're ever playing, do take the time to go out and see them. Dugan beats those drums like a redheaded stepchild. No joke. No Uh, joke. (laughs) No joke. His mother is a musical, musical genius. He grew up, this guy can play the piano, drums, the guitar, you name it. He's kind of the man. But uh, it has been super awesome to talk to you, bro. And I'm so glad that we were able to uh, get through on the connection. Yeah. And I'd like to have you uh, move it, moving on down the road in, uh, in you know a few episodes here. I'd love to have you back on and do 
a recap and find out what Dugan's doing now and what's next for, for Snap Church. Yep, I'm sure the stories and uh, material will all grow and feed in. I'm excited. This should be a cool, cool project. Keep uh, me yeah. posted. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's good to talk to you, brother, and I will get a hold of you soon. Thanks for coming on. Yep, I'll be in touch. All right, bye-bye. See ya.